According to experts, in 2022, users were expected to spend an average of 38 minutes on TikTok every day, with TikTok recently surpassing Google as the most popular website on the planet. Similar to YouTube, TikTok has provided a platform for average people and specialists to share knowledge. And as social media and advocacy has risen, so has the numbers of individuals discussing and sharing their disability and health online. There has been a recent rise in autism and ADHD content on TikTok in particular, mostly people talking about the symptoms and signs of autism and ADHD. And with that has come a lot of people who are finally realizing that they do or may have autism. This is a massive positive as it is raising awareness on things like autism. Early signs of autism that are super unofficial. Number one, not being able to recognize a place that you have been before if you're looking at it from a different angle. Also like to include the inability to handle detours of any kind when trying to find your way back to a place you've been a million times. We one time got lost when my hotel was on the exact same block as my work venue. Number one, girls who are autistic tend to have extremely strong opinionated personalities and we can come across as quite bossy or kind of controlling and just like strong-minded, basically. Signs you might be autistic, part one. This is coming from experience of an autistic teenage girl who has been medically validated, meaning a professional's looked at me and been like, yeah, you're autistic. If you notice that you need kind of a script in order to make like conversations with people, you might be autistic. Like if you rehearse in your head the types of things that you could say in potential conversations. Or if you notice you have a hard time in conversations when someone starts talking to you about something and you haven't prepared what you're gonna say in your head. Like if someone tried talking to me about cars and I don't know anything about cars. It's also helping a lot of people finally get or work towards a diagnosis. However, with this has come a wave of criticism, saying that autism and ADHD are just trends and that people are self-diagnosing themselves incorrectly and that self-diagnosis itself is not a proper diagnosis. On these videos of people sharing signs and symptoms of autism and things that they've experienced, there are a lot of positive comments from people who relate and finally feel seen but there are also a lot of negative comments that do not agree with these videos at all. The biggest argument against this content is that these people are self-diagnosing and that self-diagnosis is not a valid diagnosis. Some people are stating that these symptoms and signs that people are sharing are just common traits that lots of people have or could just be other illnesses like anxiety. And even if you have those things, it doesn't mean that you should be self-diagnosing. Don't self-diagnose. It's actually a really difficult thing to have. And these are only a few signs of autism, says one user. Hey, let's have a quick talk on self-diagnosis. Autism diagnosis criteria is built on a racist, sexist, classist platform that does not cater to our most vulnerable people. Meaning that diagnosis is not accessible to the people that need it most. Make it make sense. The proof being the fact that most AFAB folk and people of colour are often misdiagnosed or refused diagnosis. I cannot count the amount of actual autistic folk who have been misdiagnosed as having depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, or simply being attention seekers. While self-diagnosis should come secondary and should never replace a clinical diagnosis, it is still entirely valid if the system was not built for you. The other thing is there are so, so, so many actual professional diagnosed autistic people who get so salty over people that self-diagnose. Why do we have the right? to exclude people from a community that they feel safe in just because accessibility is not always an option. Is that not what society has done to us for our whole lives? Self-diagnosis is valid and I love you. Is the exact reason why people self-diagnose. We self-diagnose because people like me, for example, a black, non-binary, trans woman, doesn't have the resources for her 
simply because she doesn't fit the criteria. This is the reason why I am so anxious and so afraid to tell coworkers and managers that I'm on the autism spectrum. A cisgender white boy, I somehow am not eligible for a diagnosis? It's easier to diagnose a black person with a learning disability, but not autism. Something's fucking wrong with that, honey. Self-diagnosis is valid, period. Point blank fucking period. I'm seeing more and more professionals on this app getting upset at people spreading misinformation when they're just sharing their firsthand experiences or they're getting mad at us for self-diagnosing because it's so dangerous. Okay, let's use a little bit of logic. First of all, the research that's out there for ADHD and ASD, it's garbage. It's ableist. I know that because I'm reading it. I know you're not reading it though. You guys aren't up to date. Second of all, I think the outrage is for one of two reasons. One, you're losing control of us being able to identify ourselves, a privilege you've had since birth. And two, you think there's a possibility that a neurotypical might misdiagnose themselves as say autistic. So, why is that so bad? They start accommodating themselves. They start putting supports in their lives that make their life easier, supports that honestly would help everyone. But the reverse of that situation is you gatekeep those identities from neurodivergence and they get misdiagnosed as neurotypical. That costs us our lives. The number one cause of deletion of autistic people who don't have intellectual disabilities is self-deletion. So if you think you're autistic, you are. Welcome to the community. While doing some research, I found a blog post by a counsellor called Overcomers Counselling. The title is Fictitious Disorder by TikTok, How It Is Affecting Our Kids. Following these are some of the quotes from this blog post by this counselling service. There is a darker side to TikTok that can lead us down a spiralling abyss for self-analysis. This is the side of TikTok where people share disabilities and various medical and mental diagnoses. I have seen a slew of children and teens self-diagnosing themselves with a variety of ailments. More quotes from them in this article are, All of our kids and teens want to be unique. And this is the budding new trend in uniqueness. With numerous people posting about their diagnosis and symptoms, it has become almost second nature for viewers to think that the vague application of such is suitable for them, even without a psychological assessment. Over the course of my career, I have seen a lot of people envelop themselves in the diagnosis as a core part of their identity. It serves as a means to explain everything they do, feel, see, and perceive. While this can be helpful for some, it can also be harmful to others. The biggest and most common thread I have seen in these folks, however, is that the diagnosis provides a sense of closure or comfort for things that they have struggled with, whether pertaining to ASD or just some more common things that folks struggle with, especially young adults. Now, I'm not a medical professional or psychologist, and obviously this person who wrote this blog does have more knowledge in that area. I'm also not someone diagnosed with autism. I did try to get someone on. Unfortunately, it just wasn't going to happen. So I'm going to give my two cents on this article. I personally found it a bit gross saying that kids and teens just want to be unique and having autism or ADHD is the new way that they're trying to do that. Yes, some people may jump on something like this that they think is a trend, but I think majority of people aren't doing that. Maybe there's a higher rate 
of people being diagnosed or seeking a diagnosis because they are more aware of it. Traditionally, we have only seen autism as one representation, particularly in males. And we know that autism in women presents differently than autism in men. And while I can't give a percentage on how many people are men or women who are doing these videos, I have pretty much only seen women doing them. Yes, it's true that potentially some people might think they have autism because they see these videos and they don't. But even if people see these videos and relate to it, maybe that just shows that even if they don't have autism, but maybe they have something else. Maybe they do have anxiety. I think it's better that they notice these symptoms and become self-aware of them that maybe they're not 100% normal rather than just dealing with them. Some of these behaviors and symptoms in these videos can be quite disturbing to your life and your daily routine. So I think it's great that these people are paying attention to them. And in my experience, I had to do research on my own illness and seek out a diagnosis. Otherwise, I wouldn't be sitting here with a diagnosis right now. That's why I do support researching these types of videos as well as doing proper research outside of them because unfortunately, some doctors aren't just going to pick up on these things. Getting a diagnosis of anything can be really hard and I personally probably wouldn't want to go to this counsellor for a diagnosis when they think that it's just a trend and that teenagers just want to be unique. No, I think teenagers want help and want to be listened to and relate to someone for the first time in their lives. And I also didn't really like the whole, I've seen a lot of people envelop themselves in their diagnosis. Well, yes, guess what? My medical condition affects me every second of every day for my entire life. So yeah, it kind of is a part of my identity. It is why I do certain things. And I think that it's kind of bullshit to say it serves as a mean to explain everything they do feel, see, and perceive. Well, yes, someone with autism does do feel, see, and perceive things differently. At least that's what I understood. And if someone who has autism disagrees with me, please let me know. But isn't that kind of how autism works? But because I couldn't get someone with autism on, I did find an article that quotes someone who has autism talking about this. The article title is, I have autism, TikTok trivializes my condition. The quote from this article that I've chosen is that, I feel these types of trends are harmful because they're taking these little things that autistic people do and creating a narrative that these quirks are the only thing autism is, which I believe is harmful because it is reducing those with the condition to their small behaviors and ignoring the fact that at its core, ASD is a developmental disability that affects your life. So I think that's just something that we do need to think about. That is a perspective of someone who has autism. As I said before, one of the biggest complaints is that these people are self-diagnosing. So let's talk about the autism diagnosis process, particularly in Australia, because that is where I'm from. Obviously, other countries are going to be different, but Australia has a pretty decent healthcare system and free healthcare system, so please keep that in mind. A little quote that gives a brief description on an adult autism assessment from an actual clinic. Our telehealth adult autism assessment includes a two to three hour clinical interview of answering of questions. Cognitive testing is optional. We also administer adaptive behavior assessment scales 
for those of whom we suspect that have ASD level 2 in order to assist with NDIS application. So it's quite a long process, as I said, a two to three hour clinical interview. And mental health professionals or pediatric neurologists are often the ones diagnosing autism spectrum disorder in children. And they use a specific criteria like the one found in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders 5th edition. And the DSM-5 criteria for autism is concentrated in two core areas, persistent deficits in social interactions and communications and restricted and or repetitive behaviors. These impairments must be clinically significant and must be present from early on although it may manifest later due to masking and other coping strategies, especially in so-called high-functioning individuals. The requirement that these symptoms need to be present in the early developmental phase may be problematic when diagnosing adults. Recalling early memories may be difficult for adults and their aging parents, but as most research literature and diagnostic criteria is concerned with autism, as it prevents, presents, and manifests in children, Adults will need to consider their early days to prove whether symptoms and challenges related to autism were indeed present. Even with a crystal clear memory of childhood, adults seeking a diagnosis may struggle to find a doctor with the training and knowledge to diagnose autism spectrum disorder outside of the pediatric population. There are many pediatric specialists who are highly skilled and experienced in diagnosing autism spectrum disorder. Unfortunately, fewer specialists seem truly equipped to diagnose and treat autism in adults. So already from there, we see that it is hard, can be potentially harder for adults to be diagnosed with autism. Now let's move on to the cost of an autism diagnosis. Once again, uh, this is Australian. Now, it's hard to find an exact cost because everywhere is different, but I did find a few places that do autism adult and child diagnosis assessments. The first place costs a total of $2,300. The second clinic costs $1,600 to $1,700, and the third was $800 to $2,000. So the cheapest one was $800, but that's a very large difference between the second cheapest one, which is $1,600. So on average, you're probably looking between $1,500 to $2,000. And that's if you get diagnosed. Let's be honest, while majority of doctors might be great, not all of them are. And what if they don't get it right? What if they don't take you seriously? You just paid $1,500 to $2,000 for nothing and now you have to do it again. I don't know about you, but $2,000 is a lot of money and I personally wouldn't want to spend $2,000 getting a diagnosis. I could do literally anything else with $2,000. I could go on a holiday for $2,000. And how many people do you know have $2,000 just lying around that they can just throw at this? No, that's something you need to really think about and save for. And for some people, they're never going to be able to afford this. According to Living on the Spectrum, Australian families and the Australian communities are facing an annual autism cost of up to $7.2 billion annually for diagnosis. They say that it can cost anywhere between $1,500 and $8,000 in the private sector to get a complete diagnosis. And while there are very few Australian public diagnostic clinics available, of those who are providing this service, most are reporting waiting times of up to two years. So you either pay 
$1,500 to $8,000, or you can wait up to two years for your diagnosis. It's not really that great options. Living on the Spectrum also states that estimated costs for families seeking a diagnosis and support was between $20,700 and $51,700. This figure is based on medium income from wages from 2014. It is costing families $20,000 to $51,000 a year to support children with autism. I know that's not related to the diagnosis, but I did just kind of want to put that sum in there. According to James, who was recently quoted in a 7 News article about health conditions in TikTok, he says that he was recently diagnosed with ADHD and says that he uses tips from online videos almost daily. He said that he experienced behavioral issues as a child, but it wasn't until later in life that he was actually diagnosed. And he says that now that other members of his family have also been diagnosed with the condition, they all use online video guides such as YouTube channels or TikTok videos that recommend strategies to better manage the condition. Dr. Jenny Mansberg told 7news.com.au that she has seen patients who had been helped to reach a diagnosis and learn a lot about their condition through social media videos. She says, I'll spend 10 minutes with a patient but they might have watched hours of video clips about a certain topic and they will write things down and quite often they'll be right and they're onto something. So it's important not to dismiss it altogether. But I would draw the line before people spend lots of money on remedies and miracle cures that people recommend online. Don't waste your hard-earned cash before running it by someone you trust. And look at the comments on the videos too to see if the information is backed up by anyone. So what do you think about this? Do you think that TikTok is creating a trend and that autism and ADHD are just the newest trends? Or do you think they're actually raising awareness and helping people finally get diagnosed? And if you have autism or ADHD, what do you think about these videos? Do you think they're helping or harming? I would love to hear all your thoughts. Leave me a comment, write me an email, tweet me. I don't care. I would love to hear your opinions. Thank you for listening and I will see you next week. Bye.